Clint Black, good morning. Good morning. Man, this is such a treat for me to talk to you, and um, I'm going to be really excited to have you in town here in Wichita. December 3rd at the Orpheum, second annual Mostly Hits and the Misses tour, featuring you, of course, your wife Lisa, and daughter Lily. Uh, and I've got, I've got to be completely honest right out of the gate, Clint, and i got to fall on my sword here a little bit. Uh, when we started talking about this show, this shows you how a little slow I am sometimes. I didn't quite make the connection on the play on words of hits and misses. And I was actually I was actually live on air, and all of a sudden the light bulb went off, and I'm like, oh, you dummy. <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah, a little. You know, uh, it, I kind of designed it to, to sort of mean two things, and so you were tuned into the one thing. Yeah, I was. Uh, so uh, so yeah. th- thanks for contributing to what was a pretty funny break on air. Hey, uh, happy belated birthday, uh, not birthday, happy belated anniversary to you and your wife, Um 31 Thanks. years. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Other than, Very lucky. Other than writing and performing an iconic love song together, what's been the secret to 31 years of marriage? Good communication. You know, you can start out with love and, and uh, passion and all of that stuff, uh, but unless you grow together, you'll grow apart. Mm. And so, uh, you know, we practice the, you know, the Roy Rogers when he found out we were getting married, he said, I'll give you one piece of advice. Don't ever go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. And there's so much wisdom in that because uh, over time, you may forget exactly what you were angry about or disagree on the details, but you'll still carry that negativity around and it can build up. And, and you know, you, so get rid of it day by day. And a lot of times it's just confusion. And, and I think, you know, you really have to assume the best of your mate mm-hmm. and don't just take for granted that they intended to make you feel whatever you're feeling. Now, a lot of times, you know, you could say, you know, when you looked at me that way, I, I, I knew you were mad at me. You know, go, oh, no, I, you know, I just had a cramp, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know. And so give, give each other the chance. And, and and learn that, you know, I mean, two people can't live together their whole lives without bothering one another at right. some point. So, you know, you, you have to take the, this for granted. And, you know, it, it just all really comes down to communication. Yeah, I love that advice. Very good. Between us boys, uh, you didn't ever forget an anniversary, did you? I did not. Oh, good no, for you. It's, uh, <laughs> for isn't you. that a dangerous thing to do? <laughs> right? Huh? You ain't lying. Yeah. So you just talked about how uh, you used the, the, the line you said, two people can't live together without kind of bothering each other or getting on each other's nerves. So at a time when some of your fellow country artists or your peers are out touring with other artists, you choose to tour with your family. Uh, is that What are some of the challenges presented when touring with your family? Well, first of all, it's the best. I don't get homesick when they're out on the road with me. Okay. And, uh, you know, Lisa and I, 31 years together, uh, you know, locked down together in the pandemic, you know, we do fine. We're, you know, put us together on a bus, you know, or in a lockdown and, and we're fine. You know, uh, our daughter's a little more dramatic and she's new <laughs> at the whole communication thing, being new to the planet, right? Right. 21 years old. Right. Uh, but we've taught her well, you know, of, of uh, our philosophies and our ways of doing things. And, uh, and you know, she's a very kind person. So we all just get a well, get along well. And when there is any drama, we we talk about it. And, um, you know, but the, you know, the whole uh, 
having them out on the road thing, you know, it's it's just a special thing to share as a family. And, uh, you know, being able to, I mean, we have days off out there and I have to go to Target, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and that's like, that's something we do at home, but I never go to Target on the road. I'm, you know, uh, I may get out and do things, but I'm not going to Target right. or Walmart right. typically, you know, and, uh, and so this is, it's like I'm in my family life out on the road. So it's a hybrid thing. Uh, but then then we have these shows where we get to get up and perform. I get to see my wife come out and, you know, they have like five wardrobe changes each. So they're always coming out in these fantastic outfits. My wife is gorgeous. You know, my daughter is, is gorgeous and, you know, I, I adore her and I'm dad. So sure. uh, I'm, I'm watching my daughter on stage sing with this amazing voice and I have to remember to be cool, you know, and, <laughs> not be dad over there and just be a guy in the band, you know, beaming with pride her up. Be, yeah. I have to be careful about all that beaming stuff, right. you know, or, or, or it's just, you know, this isn't about me and my daughter, you oh, know? I love so, it. uh, so I have all of this stuff that's just fantastic. And, uh, you know, I could be out with some, you know, guy with a beard on tour. I sure. have done that, sure. you know, and, you know, doing shows with Cody Jinkston, that's all fun, but it's not like this. It's yeah. just something special. I get that. You me- you mentioned the uh, the outfit changes. Are you pretty much the same outfit the entire show? Uh, I roll up my sleeve. <laughs> that's about as I big as the wardrobe you. change goes? That's, that's my fanciness. <laughs> all right, I love it. Uh, you picked up the harmonica and the guitar as a teenager. Has there ever been an instrument over the years you've wanted to play and just couldn't get the hang of it? Uh, yeah, you know, I played drums too. I used to play in the encore. We would do a song and I'd get back on the drums and play something about the hardest thing I knew. Okay. And, um, and, and, and so I love doing that, but you know, I'm not really a drummer piano. I would love to be able to play piano, just not enough to practice. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of things by memory. (laughs) So Man, I'd love to be able to do that. Well, would you love it enough to practice right. a lot? No, not that much. Yeah, just enough to when you're walking through Target and you see one of the synthesizers on sale, you can turn it on and just play a little yeah. thing and walk on, right? Yeah, I can play Hit the Road Jack. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I love it. Um, so you decided to create your own coffee brand during the pandemic. Seems uh, kind of random. I mean, where did you get the idea uh, for this this passion for coffee? Oh, well, I love coffee, and and uh and i'm very particular about it i like strong but not bitter and a buddy of mine i've known for years was in the coffee business and and he used to say you know you have the right name for being in the coffee business right you know you should be and so i got him to help me find a roaster and i would just send it out to friends and family at christmas is my little hobby and and so many of them wanted to know where they could get more that when the pandemic happened and I lost my day job. I said, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm just going to do it. It's available online and, uh, you know, through my website or clintwaycoffee.com. And, you know, a couple of stores had a buddy in in Nashville that carried it in his store. And, uh, you know, it wasn't intended to be, you know, I'm a coffee mogul now. But people who really love good coffee enjoy it because it's, well, it's really done well but it's also fresh you know we roast it as we go so you're not getting stuff they you know coffee can have a long shelf life but we don't like 
long shelf life. We like fresh. Certainly, certainly. And people will pay a little extra for a really good cup of coffee, real good pour of whiskey, whatever. So you have definitely found found your thing. Also, you got this talk show going on, um, and I'm kind of interested as the third season of your talk show, Talking in Circles, has kicked off on the Circle Network. Uh, you've been interviewed a, a million times, but how difficult was it to make the transition to being the interviewer? Well, it was uh, it was tough at first because I wanted to do it really well, and I wanted my guests to feel like I would want to feel walking on a show with a fellow artist, and uh, so I just worked hard at preparation, and um, you know, once you do that, you know, pre- preparation is uh, uh, you know what is it the design of uh, the residue of uh, luck is the residue of hard work and preparation sure sure so i i thought if i really prepare well i can just relax and and i was able to do that but i do put the pressure on myself to to know a thing or two and have a place to go where they don't normally go right these were designed to be like the conversations we'd have backstage and you know if we're standing around backstage you know i'm not going to be you know asking brad paisley about his you know, platinum record right. plaques, you know, I'm, we're going to be talking gear and, and process and right. things like that. Um, or just funny things that happen on the road that we tell each other about. And so, uh, so the, and the network has encouraged me to really go out into the weeds and, you know, I have Joe Bonamassa on, I want to talk about guitars, yes. and, you know, string action and, and things like that. And they, the network is all for it, which, you know, they, they they made me feel that way from the beginning, but they kept making me feel that way. Good. So it's really, really thrilling to have that sort of freedom. Yeah, that sort of encouragement is super important. A couple of holidays coming up here. First of all, Halloween is the closest one to now. Uh, what candy did you hate getting in your trick-or-treat bag when you were a kid? Oh, you know, the, the hard candy, like, you know, uh, hard sour candy. Yes. I like I like the candy bars. Okay, yeah, keep <laughs> keep them jolly ra- keep them jolly ranchers in the bowl. Give me them candy bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now your show is December third here in town, close to Christmas. You got a favorite Christmas song, traditional or you know otherwise? Well, you know, uh, I've got an entire Christmas collection of my uh, original Christmas songs I've written over the years, mm-hmm. and and uh, Lily sang one of them. Uh, my daughter, it's called Magical Christmas. I was written for the female lead in the play I produced. And and so uh, I, I, that one really gets me. My buddy Steve Warner wrote and conducted the string arrangement for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I get to hear all this, this talent, and I'm not doing anything. And so uh, typically I don't really like to listen to myself that much. I've heard it. <laughs> so I, I move on and listen to other people. Right. Um, so, uh, but there is one song that still feels fresh that I just did a few years ago for, uh, Hasbro with their, uh, uh, Transformers Rescue Bots. They wanted a, a holiday song and it's called Light the Fire. Nice. And it's got a fantastic orchestral arrangement on it, which I don't do a lot of. So I really enjoy hearing that and and uh, the message. They wanted it to be universal, so it's a holiday song and not a Christmas song. But I worked in enough, you know, references in there for my own self. Yeah, I love it. You are very and, diverse. Uh, I still enjoy that. Very diversified Thanks. with your brand, for sure. 
Um, all right. Uh, now, I, I read that your maternal grandmother was from Italy. Uh, and I've got to ask, because I love to cook. Did any of those great recipes get passed down? Like, did she have a secret recipe for her gravy or, you know, anything like that? Yep, yep. You call it gravy. Uh, we call it sauce, pasta sauce. Sure, sure. And uh, and I still make it today and uh, share it with friends. Uh, I, I, I've never been in a restaurant where I had anything close to it. You're right. Right. So uh, I can still enjoy all the other gravies, but, uh, you know, the one my mom taught me is the best. Yeah, I love and, that. And uh, I'll tell you, the, one of the secrets to it is the green bell peppers. Okay. And and then cooking it forever. Yep. You, you know, I'll, I'll cook a, a, a pasta sauce for three days. Nice. And... Um, and then, uh, and then the the real variable is uh, the different meats. Sure. Sometimes I'll I'll go with uh, just beef, or sometimes I'll combine, uh, you know, beef and pork, and uh, sometimes a little spicy, not much. Sure. So that's the variable, and I can change it up depending on who I'm feeding. Okay, I appreciate you sharing. That's a partial secret with me. So, uh, what would you, what would you be doing if you hadn't pursued a career in country music? Uh, probably something that requires a lot of, uh, sweat, <laughs> okay. uh, and not a lot of brains. Okay. You know, I have dreamed of being in the, uh, you being a, uh, an astronaut, uh, when I was a teenager and, uh, my plan was to join the air force and work my way into it, you know, right. uh, the way a lot of astronauts do, well, uh, but I had singers grades. So they wouldn't have let me near anything important. <laughs> and, uh, and, and in fact, I actually, the, the only reason I ever got to fly in a fighter jet is because I would sing on military bases. The perks. So my singing got me up there closer to it than uh, academics could have. Sure. All right. Well, listen, Clint Black, great talking with you. We could sit here and chat for hours, but I know you got to move on. Uh, your show is coming up Saturday, December 3rd at the Orpheum, second annual Mostly Hits and the Misses, featuring you, your wife, Lisa, your daughter, Lily. Get the tickets uh, still available and still on sale now, and it's going to sell out at selectaseat.com. Pleasure speaking with you. Look forward to seeing you in December. You too, JJ. Thanks.